Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 16 of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is officially Episode 61, after 45 episodes last season. And today, I wanted to just cover three topics very briefly. First, the Iowa Hawkeyes announced they're adding women's wrestling to the athletic department. Then some final notes on Colorado State before Saturday's game. And finally, Fran McCaffrey had a press conference this week. And I wanted to comment on a few things he said, just take some nuggets that I took from that press conference. Well, first, let's talk about Iowa becoming the first Division I Power 5 school to add women's wrestling. And regardless of the reasons behind why Gary Barta uh, and the school came to this decision, you know, it's a good thing for the University of Iowa and great to be on the forefront of women's wrestling with its growing popularity. You know, this really fits well with the Hawkeyes because of the deep wrestling tradition the Hawkeyes have. And it really helps cement Iowa as the best wrestling program in America. You know, this, this women's wrestling program will start in the 2023-2024 season. Of course, they'll need to hire a coach. They haven't done that, that yet. And you know, it's going to run independently from the men's wrestling program. So women's wrestling, you know, it's been a growing, growing sport. And now female high school wrestlers and even, even younger wrestlers can have a goal and a dream of wrestling one day at the University of Iowa. It's a pretty special thing to be the first school out there to do this at the Power 5 level. Well, Coach Tom Brands called it enormously exciting and a very impactful announcement at the press conference. He spoke for quite some time and, and did a great job, as always. He's always so enter entertaining to listen to. Well, six of the 10 returning All-Americans for the Iowa men's wrestling team were there at the press conference to support this announcement. So they're really getting behind this. You know, Brand said some of them had to go to school. They had classes, so it's not like they could all make it. But that, that was pretty impressive for them to, to show up and show their support. But Tom Brands made it very clear that women's wrestling only makes Iowa men's wrestling team stronger. So very exciting day, an exciting announcement, especially for all those girls out there participating in wrestling and, and just seeing how much that sport is moving forward and what kind of opportunities they can have in the future. Well, now I want to do a little bit of a deeper dive around Colorado State as they are coming into Kinnick Stadium on Saturday to face the fifth-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Let's look at the players to watch when Colorado State has the ball. First, leading this team under center at quarterback is Todd Seneo. He's a 6'1", 225-pound senior from West Palm Beach, Florida. He has 652 yards passing in three games, three touchdowns, one interception. This is his first year seeing a lot of snaps, and he's completing about 56% of his passes. So the pass game isn't overly dangerous. They're averaging about 215 yards passing per game. One interesting thing to note, I'll get to this later, but I mean, his main target is the tight end, and he has the, the, the majority, or almost half of those, those 652 yards. Well, running the ball is David Bailey. He's a big bruising runner. He's six foot, 240 pounds. He has 64 rushes for 258 yards on the season, two touchdowns, averaging about right at four yards per carry. He's another senior, and it, this is his third season as the starter at running back. And it's kind of crazy. I was looking at this. This team has over 30 seniors, and they're returning all but, I think it's one or two starters from 2020. Now, they didn't do great in 2020. They were only, I think, one and three. Um, but they are a very experienced team returning a lot of veteran guys. Probably the biggest playmaker 
or for sure, the biggest playmaker on this team is the local kid from Fort Morgan, Colorado, Trey McBride. He's the 6'4", 260-pound tight end. He has 30 catches after three games for 339 yards and one touchdown. He's averaging 11 yards per catch. It's his third year starting. He could have gone to the NFL, and he came back for another year. He's the local hero there in Fort Morgan. I mentioned last time that Colorado State had a guy in their, in their last game against Toledo with nine catches for 109 yards, and as a team, they only had 110. And it was the tight end, McBride. He had the nine catches, so he is just a huge weapon on offense for Colorado State. Uh, like I said, that was the win over Toledo. But another great stat from that game is the Rams had five field goals and one TD in the 22-6 win. The kicker, Caden Camper, is 6 of 9 on the season, 2 of 4 from 40 to 50 yards, and no attempts beyond 50 yards. So he doesn't seem to have great range. On defense, watch for senior linebacker Daquan Jackson. He's number 5, so we're going to have two number 5s out there to watch with linebacker Justin Jacobs for Iowa and Jackson for the Rams. He's their leading tackler. The Rams have just 9 sacks on the season, with 3.5 of those coming from another linebacker, Mohamed Kamara. Uh, this defense hasn't been great at forcing turnovers at all. I mean, they have zero interceptions on the season. That's kind of shocking after three games and have only recovered two fumbles. Uh, but get ready for some punting in this game. We all know about the great Hawkeye punter, Tory Taylor, but the Colorado State punter, Ryan Stonehouse, is a three-time all-conference and a five-time Ray Guide Award watch list player. He's been on the Ray Guy award watch list for five years yes that's right i mean i didn't think that was possible but when you think about it with the covid year he's he's in his fifth year of eligibility now and he's been punting that long so but what will the hawkeyes face on saturday it's going to be a veteran team not a lot of success late but they are coming off a road win over toledo with five field goals one touchdown and only gave up 22 yards rushing in that game and most of their sacks came in that game against Toledo as well. I think they had five sacks in that game. But I think the Hawkeyes' offensive line is really starting to gel. Guys like Connor Colby, he was, he's a true freshman, um, and he was an early enrollee last year. So he came in early, got some extra work. I think that's really helped him in his uh, progression and improvement this season. Mason Richmond's another really good one. Nick DeYoung, those guys are getting more comfortable in there. They've had some some... A lot of snaps now under their belt. Uh, Kyler's shot being back is just huge. I think he had 19 snaps last week. So look for him to get closer to 25 snaps this week as he tries to get back in game shape. Hey, I love how Iowa's defensive line has been playing as well. They've been pressuring the quarterback, stopping the run. Uh, the linebackers, Campbell, Jacobs, Benson, all been playing really well. And I see the Hawkeyes getting some more turnovers on Saturday. I'm, I'm going to stick with my 45-10 prediction the Hawkeyes rolling. I hope to see Tyler Goodson get 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns pretty early, rest, and then count on Ivory Kelly Martin to get some good reps from the backfield. Hold on to the football uh, and make some good plays. He's a really good football player, so I, I have a lot of faith in him, and Kirk Ferentz has stated that he does. So, so that was great to hear. But, hey, and then we can get some more young guys in late in the game, hopefully get some quality game time for these players. The biggest thing I want to see from Iowa's offense is some downfield plays, more explosive plays in the passing game. Spencer Petras getting it to the wide receivers down the field, particularly Tyrone Tracy Jr. 
but Reganey, Charlie Jones, even the two freshmen, Arlen Bruce, Keegan Johnson, those guys are starting to get into the rotation more and more. Uh, it's been really good to see those guys getting in there, but let's get them involved in some plays down the field and, and get them ready for the Big Ten that's going to be starting up again next week with a road game at Maryland. The Hawkeyes haven't had many downfield plays this year in, in the in the pass game, passing game. It's been more horizontal-type passing, not much vertically. Uh, it was great to see Reganey get the long gainer at the end of the, the game last week, but we need to see more of that this week and, and keep moving that offense forward. I was a bit long-winded. I didn't plan to talk that much about Colorado State. But I do have just a few nuggets I pulled out of Fran McCaffrey's press conference on Monday. The main thing I wanted to talk about from Fran's press conference was the depth he talked about. He said that this team could be the deepest team he's had since he's been with the Hawkeyes. Obviously, a very young team, but a deep team sounds really good, especially as athletic as this team is. They're going to run it. They're going to gun it. And he said they're going to have to substitute more than they have in the past. And they've had a lot of guys down. They've had a lot of injuries. Now they've had a couple of injuries, but they've had some off-season surgeries and then a couple of long illnesses as well. So they've had trouble getting all the guys on the court at the same time, but he's been really impressed with the young players. And he thinks that they are so deep uh, that, that it's going to really be at a benefit to them this year. You look back a couple of years ago, they had a really good team. They just weren't that deep, and it hurt them in some games. So that was exciting to hear. Also, he talked about just how different this year is. If you look at, at the previous three years, it was almost like it was the same team, like the, the core guys were all the same, and now it's just turned over to new leadership. And obviously they have Bohannon back. They have Connor McCaffrey back. Uh, Rebracha, he, he's, he's an experienced guy, uh, the transfer. So they have a lot of those guys, but just seeing these young guys step up has to be a lot of fun for Fran, and, and he really talked about that. Point guard, that's one of the things I'm really interested in. It truly is no longer Jordan Bohannon at point guard. He said he's exclusively at the two. He's, he's going off screens. He's running baseline. He's looking to shoot threes, get out in transition and shoot threes. He's not going to take the ball up much. Um, we're talking about Joe Tucson and Aaron Euless rotating at point guard. He's had those guys go against each other a lot. Sometimes they run together, and you have a really athletic team with those two guys on the court together, which is a lot of fun. But he said Aaron Euless uh, is shooting the ball really well. He said Joe Tucson's making really good decisions, and that's key for him next year. You know, The biggest knock on Joe Tucson has been his turnovers. He can drive. He can get to the rack. He can drive and dish. But his turnovers have been frustrating at times. So making good decisions, taking care of the basketball is really going to be key for Joe Toussaint next year. I'm excited to see him in year three as a Hawkeye. Tony Perkins is another guy I'm excited with. Uh, Fran talked about him coming in, being a really good scorer. He is quite a dunker. His, his high school highlights are incredible, dunking the basketball on fast breaks. But he's... Fran said he's turned into a lockdown defender, and I'm, I'm loving how much Fran talked about defense and how good these guys could be defensively. So a lot of stuff about new guys. I don't want to get into a whole lot of detail here. Uh, Peyton Sanford, he said, is a really good shooter, uh, picks up things quickly. Riley Mulvey, the guy that was going to go into his senior year in high school, decided to pass on that and come to the Hawkeyes. 
he has put on some weight. He posted a picture uh, online, and he has put on weight. Grant said he's getting more physical. He can really run the floor for a guy almost seven feet tall. He thinks they're both going to contribute this year. So really interesting stuff. We'll get into basketball more as that season gets closer. But the main thing we're all looking forward to is Saturday, Kinnick Stadium, the Iowa Hawkeyes against the Colorado State Rams, 45-10 to 10 Hawkeyes. Let's get that offensive line some more snaps. Let's get some young guys more snaps. That defensive line that's been doing so well. Can't, can't wait to see if they can have some dominating play again on Saturday. So we'll talk again soon. Go Hawks!